What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Moving with Life. This is episode 123. Um, we're going to jump into the reading here shortly, but uh, hopefully you've been able to get something out of the content we've gone over, um, especially last week, or not last week, last episode was detachment, uh, especially because I, I wanted to tie in um, Marcus Aurelius's Marcus Aurelius and Stoics, or at least that's what led me to wanting to jump into that. Um, I know I mentioned it, but um, just to kind of recap, and then we can get into the next uh, pair. So next pair, the next section of leadership strategy and tactics. Um, I don't know how. As I was reading it, I'm like, man, like, there's so much. Again, it was. It, 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 this is my issue. I don't know if it's good or bad, um, but uh, just so many details I feel are relevant or. I feel are necessary and the fact is that um trying to maximize the time for this podcast it's like why well, I, I actually can't say every detail um or give every single piece of context but if i can give if i can get the right details and have that order then i can hopefully bring you something that you can use um something that'll maybe oh i i thought about that but i never knew how to word it or or maybe you didn't even know that you you didn't know what you know, right? Um, um, and we're gonna, again, we're going to continue to lead into leadership. This chapter I I really like because I feel it's it's also very relevant. And one of the points that I didn't say last week or last episode, but I I'm, I want to mention right now. I mean, as we go through, I think it'll make more sense. But you know, when you have that bad leader, bad mentor, not bad, bad mentor. Sorry, you shouldn't have you shouldn't have bad mentor, um, bad leader or bad management. Um, sometimes, and this is where, this is the empathy because you, you have to find a balance. Yeah, there, there, empathy is, it took me a long time to kind of grasp my dive into empathy. And, and I have, I, I try, I try to be empathetic as much as possible because, um, I'm not you, you're not me. I want to have a manager or a boss or whatever, uh, a person in a leadership position. Uh, I'm not them and I'm not always in their shoes. I'm not in their shoes ever. So I, I don't know where they're coming from all the time. Maybe we have similar experiences, you know, um, them being in a leadership position, I expect them to have more knowledge than I am. And I've been, I've been very lucky to have that. Um, but even with that, sometimes having more knowledge is always good. Um, in the sense of you, then you think you know everything and then now you don't, now everything's just about you. Um, so I'm going to jump into this before I go on too much longer. I think, I think it'll make sense as I go through this. And then, um, as obviously as I, as I'm reading and I, if I, if I come up to a thought, then I'll, I'll bring it up and then we'll, we'll go, we'll maneuver through it and then, um, we'll, we'll go, you know, piece by piece. So this section is, t- so it's literally the next one. So it's a second platoon titled arrogance and humility. Once you finish your first deployment as a new guy, you aren't a new guy anymore. You, as you are assigned to your second platoon, you graduate from new guy to to a one cruise wonder, which means you might not be a new guy anymore, but you still don't know everything, although you think you might. So the so so then it goes into he starts talking about who his leadership is in this, in this platoon. So the platoon leadership was very strong, all except for the actual platoon commander itself. He had done a lateral transfer from another occupational specialty in the navy to become a seal. This means that even though he was a senior he was a senior lieutenant, he was very inexperienced in the SEAL teams. He had not done a SEAL team workup or deployment yet. He had not he did not have the experience a platoon commander would normally have, and yet he was in charge of the platoon. 
That alone is not a big deal. The military is set up to work that way. An inexperienced officer surrounded by solid senior enlisted personnel who give the officer tactical guidance and keep things running smoothly. At least that is the way it's supposed to work. But in this platoon, it wasn't working that way at all. In this particular case, the platoon commander did not want to listen to advice from his senior enlisted leadership or from any of us. Even though he was the least experienced individual in the platoon besides the new guys, he wanted to make all the decisions. All the plans were his plans. All the decisions were his decisions. He didn't want anyone. He didn't want to listen to anyone. Needless to say, this did not go over very well. Not only did it rubs the senior enlisted leadership the wrong way. When the rest of us troops saw that he did not take input from senior enlisted leadership, it made us nervous. If he wasn't listening to the advice being offered from the most experienced guys in the platoon, we were worried his his plans might be suspect. We were right. The plans the platoon commander created and imposed on us were not good, and it showed. We had some issues out in the field. We didn't accomplish our training missions at the level we should have. But our subpar performance did not change the attitude of the platoon commander. We failed a training mission. When we when we failed a training mission, he blamed others. He would never recognize or admit admit the, that perhaps his plan wasn't the best, or maybe the decisions he'd made in the field weren't good calls. Looking back, it was it is obvious that what this officer lacked in experience, he made it for with a massive ego. I didn't fully understand at this time. I just didn't have the experience to recognize what was going on, but it's clear now that he lacked any level of humility whatsoever. Um, I see. So, so then he goes on to say that, you know, his, his senior chief and LPO, leading petty officer, so LPO, um, they tried their best to counsel, cajole, influence and mentor they spent extra time explaining how things worked they tried to get him to put his ego in check and let some of them let some of them make some of the tactical decisions Unfun- unfortunately they changed they failed to change him months went by and there was no improvement in the platoon commander's behavior finally one one late night before an ar- arduous training mission out in the in the desert, our LPO, the second most senior enlisted man in the platoon, had had enough. He disagreed. He disagreed with a platoon commander's plan, and he let him. Know, he let him know it. The disagreement escalated into an argument, and then pulled Then into a full-on yelling match, and finally, the platoon commander snapped and took a swing at the LPO. We all jumped in and separated the two, but it was a bad scene. Over the next few, and then skipping down just a little bit, over the next few days, a dark mood fell over the platoon. We had realized we had a real problem. Our officer was arrogant and not listening to anyone. This That was bad enough, but now he had tried to hit our LPO. This was unacceptable. We wouldn't stand for it. The grumblings about the situation turned into a roar, and our disorganized complaints became, became organized. We needed to make a stand. Um, so then they start figuring things out, and you know it started it was starting to sound like a mutiny and here it mentions a uniform code of military justice a person who is found guilty of attempted mutiny mutiny sedate uh attempted mutiny mutiny sedation sedition or failure to report a mutiny or sedition shall uh, be punished by death um so jumping down or keep uh, as we keep on so a couple of days later we got back to the team from the desert training area our senior chief talked to our ma- talked to the master chief of the command the senior enlisted man 
at SEAL Team 1 and explained the situation. He got us a meeting with the commanding officer of SEAL Team 1. Our commanding officer was a highly respected leader. He was down-to-earth and charismatic, with a great reputation as a tactical operator, a rare reputation for a senior officer to have. When scheduled, the enlisted men of our platoon reported to the commanding officer's office. He called us in and asked us individually to explain the situation. One by one, we told him our versions of what we had seen that night, the night that the platoon commander tried to hit our LPO. And he, we detailed the general atmosphere of the platoon. I told him, the platoon commander doesn't really listen to anyone. It's his way or the highway. Jumping down a little bit. The commanding, so, so then, so then he, so he listens to him and he, he listens intently. He says it here, listen intently. Uh, he let everybody talk. And then um, jumping down, now I'm jumping down. The commanding officer has squashed our rebellion. He was right. Mutinies are not allowed in the Navy, and he wasn't going to have one in his seal, at his SEAL team. But it turns out he also wasn't going to have a bad, bad platoon commander. Over the next couple of days, the commanding officer consulted with the command master chief, talked more with our platoon senior chief, did a thorough assessment of the platoon commander's leadership shortfalls, and based on that assessment, called our platoon commander into the commander's office, commanding officer's office and relieved him of his duties as platoon commander. It wasn't a mutiny from the troops. It was a decision by the commanding officer. The platoon commander was removed from his position and removed from SEAL Team 1. This alone might have been this alone might have been a good leadership lesson for me as a young SEAL. Arrogance and throwing rank around does not work, but I'm not sure if I would have really understood that lesson had it not been for what happened. So the platoon commander got fired. They got a now they got this new guy and hit, and for the for the book and for um, privacy sake, um, he's known as Delta Charlie. Delta Charlie had an incredible reputation as an officer and as an enlisted as an enlisted man. He had started his career as an enlisted man and risen through the ranks all the way to senior chief, the second from the top listed enlist, top enlisted rank in the navy, just beneath beneath master chief. He earned his commission and became an officer. Um, took over a bunch of uh, things, and you know, as he as he started working his way through the officer ranks, um, he had combat experience. So then, talk about one crew under. So then, now now starting again. So he also had a relaxed way about him. He seemed very calm, usually carrying a half smile on his face when he spoke to us for the first time. He said, "I'm looking forward." to working with all of you. That was the first indicator of what kind of leader Delta Charlie was going to be. It was subtle, but I noticed it. He didn't say, I'm looking forward to leading you, or I'm glad to be taking over this platoon, or I run a tight ship, or even, I'm honored to be taking over as your commander. Instead, he, instead, he said he was looking forward to working with all of us. His use of the word with standing in stark contrast to what we had been hearing from the old platoon commander who always separated himself from us in his speech but delta charlie was different he indicated not that he was above us or separate from uh, from us but that he was one of us one of the biggest differences between delta charlie and his predecessor was that delta charlie had a massive amount of experience while the former platoon commander had next to none like the rest of the new guys delta charlie had done everything the former platoon commander had done nothing. Since since Delta Charlie had so much experience, I expected him to tell us exactly how to do everything. After all, 
this that is what the old platoon commander had done despite his lack of experience and knowledge the former platoon commander had always come up with his own plan told us how he wanted us to execute it and expected us to execute it based on those specific orders so i found it quite shocking as did the rest of the enlisted men in the platoon the delta charlie didn't that delta charlie didn't order us around at all he didn't come up with his own plans for everything he didn't tell us how he wanted us to do things he executed classic decentralized command. He told us what he needed to get done, then told us to figure out how we wanted to do it. Uh, example said, hey, hey, here's the mission for tonight. Figure out how you think we should do it and let us and let me know. Um, then Jock would go on and say he's, they were nervous but thrilled. Uh, they didn't want basically they didn't want to let him down. Uh, he seemed like a tactical genius, but what I realized later was that I was that he was detached from the planning process. We're talking about detachment. Uh, but what I realized there was that he was detached from the planning process so he could see it from an altitude easily and easily see where the holes were. This was the exact opposite thing from what ha what would happen when our former platoon commander would come up with a plan on his own, then force it down upon us. When that happened, we were the ones seeing the holes in his plan and he couldn't fathom and we couldn't fathom how he could come up with such a horrible one. On top of that, when Delta Charlie would allow us to come up with a plan, we would have complete ownership of, of it. Of course, it was our plan. He didn't need to convince us to buy into it. We already bought into it. And when we would go out into the field and execute the plan, since it was our plan, we were completely committed to making it a success. Uh, that attitude was totally contrary to how we felt about about how we felt about the uh, platoon commanders. Uh, former platoon commander's plans they were his plans not ours so we didn't have any ownership of them it was a struggle for him to get us to buy into them after all we are humans with our own ideas and because of our egos we often think our ideas are the best when he imposed a plan on us we would automatically think of how much better our plan would be and we kept that in the backs of our heads especially when we went into the field when we hit an obstacle instead of trying to figure out a way to overcome it we simply thought the platoon commander didn't think of this did he his his plan is awful my plan would have been much better there was one thing delta charlie did that made an impression on me he took out the trash this was this is no big deal and i likely wouldn't have thought too much about it except for the fact that i never saw a former platoon commander do it you see the platoon office or as it's as it is called in the sales teams a platoon hut needs to be cleaned needs to be cleaned every day this assignment usually goes to the new guys at the end of every day the new guys sweep up dust off and take out the trash cleaning is a maniacal but necessary task it keeps the new guys humble as a one cruise wonder i felt like i was a way above cleaning up i didn't need to do that anymore and the higher up you went in the chain of command it seemed to me the more distance there was from the maniacal the maniacal men menial men, i thought it was maniacal I'm thinking of a maniacal, no. So menial task, forget the other maniac, maniacal, menial task of cleaning up. Unless you were Delta Charlie. At the end of each day, he would take out the trash, maybe run a broom through the space. It was no big deal. It took him less than two minutes to push the broom, then consolidate the trash from the two or three garbage cans in the platoon space, take them outside, and throw them into the dumpster. But those two minutes left a mark on me. This was a tangible and physical action that represented pure humility 
Delta Charlie was the most senior man in the platoon. He also had the most experience. But there he was, taking out the garbage. And yet I was too good to do it. So then, let's see. I have my next bullet point. But I'm trying to see. We only had a couple. We only had to see that a couple of times before the lower enlisted guys. And I started preemptively taking out the trash and cleaning the space so that Delta Charlie didn't have to. We did it out of respect. Respect that Delta Charlie didn't demand but earned. Um, I do have an opinion on that because I feel like even that's getting lost. Um, I've, I've, I've experienced and seen where leaders do that and where these next generations, generation of workers aren't following suit. And that's really annoying. And I'm not saying I'm perfect cause I'm not, but I feel like it's something, you know, this is a podcast about, you know, points of views and trying to stay humble and, um, keep myself in check as well. Um, but it's something that I'm noticing, um, and and because it's it's always like, oh, this group does this versus, um, let's you know let's say you have a good leader and and they take out the trash like and let's just keep to this example of taking out the trash and and following suit. Um, I'm definitely seeing less and less of that from our from our younger from our next generation coming up as you know employees. Um, because I mean, that's what, that's what I am too. So it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to seclude myself from this, from this, from this thing. And I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but it, it is annoying when you have someone who has your back and then you can't do simple things as such as taking out trash or cleaning up, you know, complaining about cleaning up the damn floor. Um, the former platoon commander, on the other hand, had eschewed any kind of menial labor. It was below him. He was the almighty platoon commander, the officer in charge. He wasn't going to take out the garbage. And when he acted that way, well, we weren't going to take out the garbage either. None of the lower enlisted guys did anything to help him out. He was on his own. And while Delta Charlie was a phenomenal tactician, an incredible planner, and a gifted operator, it was his humility more than anything else that drove the platoon to want to do a good job for him. We didn't want to let him down. We didn't want to disappoint him in any way. And we certainly didn't want to take to make him look anything less than perfect to our commanding officer. So we worked hard. We worked as hard as we could in everything we did, everything, and and everything we did, everything. And this dedication showed in the way the platoon performed. It was the best platoon I best platoon I was ever a part of. The platoon that platoon changed the course of my life, and Delta Charlie had an immense impact on me. Um, and then he goes on to say, you know because of Delta Charlie that that was why Jocko, you know, that's why he considered uh, going enlisted or going officer from enlisted. The core of what Delta Charlie taught me was the importance of humility. He had all that experience and all that knowledge and the rank of the position. He had every reason to elevate himself above us, every reason to look down on us, every reason to act as if he were better than every one of us, but he never looked down on us at all. The fact that he didn't is what made us respect him and want, and want truly want to follow him. I still try to follow his example to this day. Um, and that's the end of second platoon arrogance versus humility. Was it arrogance and humility? Um, I mean, that, that that's a good example because I I feel like you, even if you work in a normal a normal job, whatever it may be, that you can relate to someone who just is the most arrogant and doesn't listen, doesn't 
or, or maybe you feel like they don't care. You, maybe you feel like they don't listen. Uh, and I now argue that we've all probably experienced that at least once. Um, and then when you're a leader, I oh man, I I remember. I mean, I remember when I was, when I got one of my first promotions in in work and when I when I had a job back in college. And as soon as I got that promotion, it's like, oh yeah. And I I remember kicking kick, kicking back mentally. That's what it was. I was kicking back mentally, like, oh, like I'm a leader now. Like now you you guys go do this. Um, one of the hard things that that this is not this type of example, but one of the hard things is when you have your your guys and your girls. You you have your you have your team. You have your crew, and then you get the promotion. Because um, I remember experiencing this, like I said, when I was in college. Um, and now having to be in, be in your, now you're in charge because you're being held accountable for every, you know, for the team's actions. Um, and I, I mean, I didn't have that, I mean, there wasn't that many people, like I didn't have like a big team, but I still had the responsibility and the accountability. Um, but I remember mentally relaxing. I was like, oh yeah, like, okay, now that I'm here, and even though I was like here to here, like, you know, <laughs> this life is different, not knowing then what I know now, but it's just a good, it's a good example that I can give you about myself. Um, because it was a moment where it's like, yeah, okay, cool. I got promoted. I don't need to do that thing anymore. Um, I, 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 I did make up for make up for, for it in other ways, but it wasn't intentional. It wasn't like, oh, okay. Um, it, it just, it's just by chance. Cause it's still, cause there's still some things that I needed to do that were this, it was like the promotion happened. So I had this title. Um, but there were still some factors in the work. Uh, output that I needed to do myself so that, that that's where like there was like a thing but the fact that I got promoted and I now had store keys and I had you know also this thing this title <laughs> definitely was not the best um and, uh, and you know there's this man and there's this uh so my sis, one of my assistant managers at that time I, I I'm sure I've pro- talked about him before but the the fact is that I want to bring is like he he was ahead of his time for me I was younger. I was, you know, I had a little bit less cares in the world. You know, I was, and I, I just got promoted. You know, I'm the, was I was probably the youngest person like in a low level management position. Um, I didn't move to like middle management to like maybe a, two, a year and a half or two, maybe two years later. And probably about a year and a half later. But, um, cause I'm like, I, I gave a lot of, you know, so I, I worked hard to get it. But once I got it, it was like, okay, cool. I don't need to do, z anymore i can i can cross that one off i can make someone else do that because they're lower than me so i can tell them to do it and it'd be fine and and i was never outrightly like um like loud or i wouldn't yell but i feel like there was some level of demand there and 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 so then so then but then but then there were my but then some people some of them had become my friends because we had been working together for a little while um and there was just this, this it, it was a it was a it was a roller coaster on its own. Now that I'm talking about it, I was like, man, it really was, because I didn't you know I didn't know what I know now. Like, like I said, but um, having responsibility at it's good to have. It's very I, I in my opinion, it's good to have because that, that's how you're gonna take ownership and you're gonna. But you have to be allowed to plan your things and given the ownership to like, hey, hey, man, hey, go go. You see that? Uh, let's just say there's a a bunch of boxes. Hey, go go figure out how to put those boxes in order from eight to eight, eight in an alphabetical order. Okay, cool. And then, um, let's say they come and Hey, show me their, show me your plan before you, before you do it. So like, we can make sure we guys squared away. 
um, and then go do it. Um, my approach was definitely not that in the way, you know, kind of the way I handle myself now. And now I'm not, I'm not in a leadership, leadership, leader, leadership position at all right now, um, which is fine. But when I talk to my senior, you know, my seniors, as far as I'm talking about like level, um, I've, I've been very lucky to have some good ones where they, they, we, they listen and we, we, we but we, but it's also, we talk about it because also my age has a lot to, to do not my age, not the number, but because of my retail experience, because of what I've been able to do so far, it's like, okay, I, I learned this and I, I was, I was the opposite before. And, and looking back, it's like, would I do it all? Like, would I do it differently? Oh, obviously it's freaking almost 10 years ago. It's like, <laughs> I mean, definitely almost do it, you know, maybe not completely different. My, my approach and my, my ability to communicate, oh, it's totally different. Totally. I mean, just it's a hundred percent different, a hundred percent. I I don't want to say a hundred percent, but it's, it's different. It's just different now. Um, the people I've met, the people I've learned from, re, you know, reading stuff like this and reading accounts like that too, where you have that person that it's his way or the highway. It's like, man, like now I think, and, and I'll say this out loud. It's like, man, you have some nerve to think you know everything. And I try to have the nerve to realize I don't know everything, you know, um, even so, you know, I have a I have a sticker on my my water one one of my water bottles where it's like so it's Socrates and it says you know the only I'm paraphrasing but the only thing I know is that I know nothing, um, and I've said it before and I, I'll say it again I've told people that and and I've had people family members mention like oh that's so true and it's like and it's it, it's just a matter of fact it, it's I'm not trying to be right it's just things that I've learned things that I try to things I try to remember whenever I am in a, in, a, in an emotional state or thing, or when I am trying to figure out this problem with my team or, or I get given this task to get to execute. Um, then I try to use, you know, I try to use these things and, and these, I think about these stories and, and why all this, you know, then the meta of, of like everything's connected uh, because you, you, you don't always know where uh, this is going to, you have an idea of where you want it to lead, but you don't always, and and maybe the majority of the time, like it does go where you know where the plan sets out. But then you know you have those obstructions, you have those obstacles that you have to get over, um, and it's like okay, cool, okay, and then you figure it out, and then okay, you go on and you execute, and you guys succeed as a team. Um, yeah, and uh, and again, just to reiterate, it's like you know, sometimes when you have a bad leader. Like in this case, it's given the perspective because it's only one point of view. But given the perspective of this guy coming from another job into the SEAL teams, and then saying it, you know, it, or it seeming like it's his way or the highway. Um, with the exception of the fact that they almost fought, so like I think that's like the turn. That's like the that's the that's the bro- the straw that broke the camel's back is like when you try to <laughs> basically you're assaulting somebody, um, but. For the empathetic to bring back empathy and and I I know I said this already but where sometimes that person that's in the leadership position um, that's willing to listen and you know like, hey I'm 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 learning too and maybe you know and again we're not perfect so I'm not saying let's say like there's like a medium point between like this full arrogant type of person to someone that sometimes they're approachable um, so being half approachable half unapproachable um, and what I get is like, you know, sometimes they don't mean to be bad. They, their, their intention isn't to be bad, but sometimes they don't have the experience. So, um, 
they don't have the experience in this certain category or whatever. You know, it could be healthcare, it could be banking, it could be music, whatever it is. Um, um, they just don't know better. And so the hope is that if you're under and you're working way up the chain of command, the hope is that, hey, sir, ma'am, chief, senior chief, whoever, boss, um, I've had this experience in this thing when I was, when I was, let's say, when I was, uh, what's a, what's another, bad, I'm trying to think of a bad example. Uh, when I was doing task A before I made, I made, I made this mistake. Um, and I noticed that you didn't, do, <clears throat> you didn't make that as part of the plan. So, um, you know, I just want to let you know what I've experienced so far. Um, uh, and then, and then, and then you go and ho- hopefully is that they'll, <clears throat> excuse me, hopefully they'll they'll take that in and be like, oh hey, that's a good point. I actually didn't even know about that because I haven't done this before. Um, I know I'm in a leadership position, but I haven't done this before. So thanks for your input. Um, we'll, I'll make sure to write it down and we'll we'll fix it. You know, hopefully, hopefully this will this will help. Or hey, what else? What else do you know? Um, again, I I haven't done this before, so. Um, have, what what is your experience in this? And you take and, and the thing is, you you take things. Some you take things with a grain of salt, but you take them. You take them with a grain of salt. But you take them, and then you just leave it in your little bank. You leave it in your little thought bank, your journal bank, whatever it is. I always carry a journal where pretty pretty much wherever I'm at, especially when it comes to work, because you never know what what new things going to come up, um, what new details, what new uh, what new things you're going to learn. Um, so that's just my preference now. Um. Uh, but yeah, the, I, f- I feel like the majority of us, I feel like the majority of us don't mean bad. Even when we get put in a, in a in leadership position, I never meant bad when I was younger and had that first promotion, but I just kind of took it around like, oh, well, I'm I'm not the boss now. I, I know I'm not the boss, but hey, I moved up. <laughs> I moved up. So I don't, you know, I can, I can do less than what I have to, or I can do less than what I did before. Um and you know Delta Charlie here, which I, I wish I knew who it was, just so I can do more because re- for me it's it's more it's just so I can do more research and I can have this. But um, I've meant I I don't know if I mentioned on here, but I, I talk about taking out the trash and um, it's a super simple thing. Take out the trash, and it's not a status thing. It's a hey, we're gonna clean up. We have a team. We have a group. We're all doing our parts to support the group. And part of that in this case was taking out the trash. And that's my example that I've used um, when I had when I talk to others. Um, about certain things like, hey, we're none of us are above taking out the trash. None of us are taking out. And you know, I heard it. So reading, I remember when I read that. Um, but Jocko had already talked about it on a podcast, and that's where I heard it. I'm like, oh, and it it, it it turned on the light for me. It really it really turned on the light for me. And I was like, okay. So you know, so the metaphor of taking out the trash. You know, there's other things that you can do. Um, talking about clean. So there's cleaning in general. But then, you know, there's also, you can take, you can reel it back besides clean, you know, say cleaning shop is like also <clears throat> not above being able to help or not above trying to help. And if you can't try to help, you can find the answer, find someone, or if you know someone who has the answer, hey, yeah, I'll connect you with that person because they actually have a way more experience and way, a way better answer than I could ever give you. But I know them. We're good co-workers or we're good friends or whatever we're or pat we're friends from the past or we're, we're co-workers from the past uh, but we've kept in contact so yeah absolutely i'll get i'll help you get i'll help you get in contact so you can get um your answer your so you can get your the answers that you're looking for um i try to use that and and then and then and then you know and then move on to you move on to the next little fire that you need to put out 
Okay, I think I'm good there. Um, for now, uh, I've definitely mentioned a lot these past two episodes. Um, the last one went technically a little longer than I normally. It's not that long. It's not that I went longer than I want to. It's like okay, I had to, you know I need I needed I needed those extra two minutes, three minutes to to close out properly, and you know that's just where the book led us, and then you know led me, and then you know to to put out the show. Uh, this episode so i am good now um remember we're not above taking out the trash so we'll go from there remember take care of yourself have, uh, mentally and physically uh take care of your teams take care of your household lead from the front if you'd like to support this podcast please go to i'll have to write it down so i can just mention it now but etsy.com slash shop slash uh, moving with life and then you'll see this and you'll see stickers um i have a sticker here somewhere i had it in my book um but the, you know and and thanks for listening i i'm i that's one of the humbling things that when, when i do look at the the notes and whatnot um or the like the stats and whatnot i check them out you know maybe once a week just see who's who's listening and and uh, i'm i see the numbers and and I, I'm, I'm appreciative i i i i, I hope that we get something from this and then we uh, can go use it in our, in our everyday lives. So until next time, we'll see y'all very, very soon.